And with that, we welcome in our favorite sideline reporter in the world. It is Aditi Kinkubala. Hi, Aditi. Hi. Aditi. Do you know Hi. Why How are you guys? Do you know why they, don't, they won't bring in another quarterback, Aditi? I don't. But who do you want them to go and get right now? Anybody. P.J. Walker is not an NFL quarterback. You know that. I mean, he, he's not. I mean, the guy's he, engineered two wins for you. No, he hasn't. He's been along for the ride. He hasn't engineered them. If you just watched his well, play in a vacuum, they, they didn't win. Come on, has game. Kenny Pickett engineered wins for the Steelers? Come on, he's been along for the ride. I mean, he has. There's a ball in the Hall of Fame, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame for the game-winning drive that he led against the Raiders Good last Good for him. Year. He still stinks. He I, I take Pickett right now. Okay. We take it. Hey, why gotta, why hey. is a conversation about P.J. Walker Sorry. immediately turned to ripping fault. Kenny Pickett? Yeah, my bad. You know yeah, Bull's you got know a thing. You my know coming. You know Kenny Pickett. I mean, like... Fair enough. Even Kenny Pickett, who is painfully mediocre on a good day, is way better than P.J. Walker, who's who's the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my life, except for maybe Tim Tebow and Johnny Manziel. Now, look, this is a team that already look, bull, bull, bull. This is a team that already sacrificed so much for one quarterback. They're not going to mortgage the future again for another quarterback. But you could trade a fourth round pick for Jacoby. The price of what's available, Aditi, couldn't you trade a fourth round pick for Andy Dalton or Jacoby Brissett? Those guys are way better than PJ Walker. No. I mean, that's a very fair point. I think that if Jacoby Brissett could be had, that would be a brilliant idea. <laughs> but um, again, remember, Deshaun Watson is not on IR. So we don't know that Deshaun Watson isn't better next week when the oh, Arizona Cardinals it. and Josh Jobs or Kyler Murray come to town. Aditi, let me ask you this question. And because you, you are around a lot of the other teams. The way the messaging has worked for this whole thing with Watson yeah. and being injured, you know, are other teams handling it the same way? Um, it just seems like this is this is a little strange at the way that there's this this not on IR on IR hurt not hurt structural no structural. You know, how are other teams handling things like this? I think that you always have more scrutiny when it's your own team. And so it's very, very easy to sit here and pick at this, 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 this is insane and crazy and wrong. And how does this make sense? But if you'd go around the league and really, really, really get inside quite a few teams, there would be sort of the same thing. I mean, look, the Philadelphia Eagles are going through it right now with Jalen Hurts' knee. Is he hurt or is he not? Why has he never appeared on the injury report? But he was wearing a brace, and Jalen Hurts said that, yep, the knee was a thing, and Nick Sirianni said, yep, the knee was a thing, but why has he never been on an injury report? So to think that this only happens in Cleveland, I think is a little, um, I don't know. I, I don't want to call it small, but it doesn't only happen in Cleveland. But that's a, but the, you're right. I Obviously, you're right, but that's a huge difference. Jalen Hurts is playing and playing not as well as last year, yeah. but he's still playing pretty well. They have totally botched this situation. Stefanski saying he was cleared after the Baltimore game when he didn't play made Watson look bad. Then two days later, Andrew Berry, uh, two, you know, the Wednesday of the bye week, says, oh, he's going to play against San Francisco. Okay, but let me cut you off. Deshaun yeah. cleared that up, right? Didn't he say that he didn't actually get the MRI until Saturday when the swelling went down, and so they didn't actually know what the nature of the injury and don't was. Say he's and they play. didn't actually know. But, right. But say we and don't know. Deshaun say we don't everybody, know. Look, 
this is why the whole Brady Quinn thing is sort of crazy, because if there's one thing you know about Deshaun Watson, if there's one piece of his history, it's how tough he is. I mean, the guy took a bus ride because he couldn't get on a plane to play in a game. So to sit here and question his toughness, I mean, you can question why was he saying, I'm definitely going to play? Could he not have said, hey, I'm doing every single thing I possibly can to play, but I'm not 100% sure? Yeah, maybe, looking back, he should have probably framed it that but way. It, Aditi, but uh, there's no surprise. Okay, go ahead, Jay, sorry. I, I, I just want to circle back on Bull's point because we've talked about this a lot on the show. We feel that the temperature with the fan base and the media was set by these two things. Stefanski on Monday after the injury happened in the Titans game. And after the Saturday MRI. Yes. Saying that he expects him to go. Now, on Wednesday, 10 days before the Niners game, the general manager said, matter-of-factly, he's going to play against San Francisco. Stefanski, just to clarify, Stefanski didn't say... We expect him to go. Stefanski said he was cleared to play this yes, past weekend. Yes, yes. Yeah. You're right. He Talking about the previous game. Yeah. Saying, Is saying it that, medically clear? But just because you're medically clear right. doesn't mean but that you can But why say it that way to make Watson look know. bad? So yeah. that, that's where I'm going to, Didi, and I want I want your answer to this. What, what we've kind of alleged or come to the conclusion was that he wasn't provided cover by his coach and general manager who in their comments to the media – first said that he's cleared to play and decided not to. And then two days later, their general manager, again, very matter-of-factly said he's playing against San Francisco in 10 days. I think the cautious way to handle that, if you're not sure, because they clearly weren't sure because they were wrong, if you're not sure... You don't have to tell us everything. They many right. times they don't tell us. You're not the truth. wrong. I'm not so, disagreeing with you. And There's so nothing I think to the rift with. here. And it, yesterday I called it Infowars. I feel like I'm getting one set of information from the team and a different set of information from the player, and that's bad optics. What I'm saying is, the team should have provided the player cover, so he wouldn't have to take friendly fire from Hanford Dixon. So we wouldn't have to take fire from a former quarterback and media member and Browns fan in Brady Quinn questioning his toughness. The team did not do him any favors when they aired the wrong way. Just say, we don't know. It's week to week. We're going to continue to keep you updated as we find out information. Done. Don't say he's right. I mean, I don't disagree with you. That's a conversation that you should absolutely have with them. It's the whole old adage, right? It's under promise over deliver. Yes. So, oh, wow, he's actually playing? That's a big, pleasant surprise as opposed to expecting him to play and then saying, well, I mean, didn't Kevin Stefanski say this week that he thought that perhaps Watson would be able to go against Seattle? Didn't he say that on Monday? Yes. Said that Sunday. He said that he is our starting quarterback, right, well, on Sunday. Well, so to, to sort of knock up- down this idea. So he yeah, so, because of his performance. Yeah, to clear it up, I uh, and this is in Stefanski's defense, he was answering a question that basically was asking of him, is he benched or is he your starter? Right. And in answering that question, he said, Deshaun's, Deshaun's the starter. Of course he's the starter. He's making $230 million. Right. And P.J. Walker's the backup. That's that's a silly question. I think Stefanski realized later in the, in the post-game news conference that he wanted to come back and clean that up a little bit. So he did. And he said, look, I mean, he's my starter, provided that he's cleared and he's healthy. 
So right. if you just listen to one of the sound bites, it can be pulled out of context. But to give it its total and full context, you have to look at it and look at both of those comments before you make any judgments. Sure. I don't, I mean, it's it's really, really disappointing. Let's just leave it at that right now because this defense is playing tremendously. They didn't actually play a perfectly clean 60 minutes this last week. Those penalties that led to free plays where they stopped playing twice, that, I mean, I lost my mind that over led both to 14 points. But, yes, so, but... They're playing really, really well. They're still running the ball surprisingly well, considering having lost Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt, who going into that game, Kevin Stavansky told us he'll have maybe five snaps and look at what he did instead. This is a team that is playing really well. Amari Cooper, I can go on and on. People that are giving the Browns everything that they have. It's really sad. It's really disappointing that the quarterback situation for which they went out on such a monstrous financial limb, in addition to all the other limbs, is just not working right now. Yeah. And that's, that's and all this other stuff is just kind of ancillary. You know, it, it's almost like chatter, let's turn. Is this a scandal? Is this a scandal? Are they wrong about this? At the end of the day, it all boils down to the fact that this is a team that legitimately has championship potential and I don't know that I've ever said that in 15 years about of being around the Cleveland Browns. This is the team that legitimately has all the pieces, and yet the quarterback position is just not working right now, be it for health or be it for health. Let's just call it for health. Well, yeah, and, and as far as the defense, like I think this is a big week for the defense because the reality is they've been great at times – but they did not play great against Baltimore. They then played great against San Francisco. And then they didn't, outside of Miles Garrett, they really didn't play well at all last week. Like, he carried the defense. Well, they came up with big plays. And, you know, it's funny because we've been talking about this ad yeah. nauseum for years, I feel. And we've talked about it in the context of the Miles Garrett versus TJ Watt conversation. We've talked about it in terms of Miles Garrett being a DPOY. It's this idea of the game-changing play. And there are certain teams that drill turnovers, that everything they do is about takeaways. And there are other teams that sit here and say, no, it's more important to make the tackle, not give up the big play, and give the ball back to your offense. That we're not going to lose sight of what our actual job is while chasing the ball. And that's been the Browns. But this week, when they desperately needed those game-changing plays, I mean, I was standing next to Mike Anarella, who works for the Browns. He's in the Browns PR department. I was standing next to him on the sideline when the Colts were backed up in their own end zone, and the game was what the game was. And I turned to him, and I said, right here, right now, a game-changing defense gets a touchdown. And what happened? Yeah. Miles Garrett forced a fumble and Tony Fields fell on it. I mean, you can call Mike and ask him. I called that touchdown right there. Yeah. But I said that that's what needs to happen. And so did they play the same 60 minutes that they did Monday night in Pittsburgh? No, but they did enough to win the game. And sometimes that's just as good. Actually, that really is just yeah. as good because it, you got the W. It'll be interesting this week because Seattle's a way better team, in my opinion, than Indianapolis. They've got a better quarterback. They've got just as good a running back, if not better. Uh, they've got better wide receivers. Uh, they're and they got a good, you know, solid defense. It's a pretty interesting team. This is a tough test for the Browns. And 
it's not sustainable to win the way they won last week. You're not, you can't win when, I, the, the defense made game-changing plays, no doubt, but you can't win games where your quarterback stinks and you, you're, and the other team's offense, you know, uh, what's his name? Who's the Colts quarterback? I, can't think, I forgot his name. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew looked great against them. So that, that can't happen again. If they're going to win, they got to play lights out defense. Across okay. the board. Okay. Yes. Yes. And that's a very, very, very tough place to play. It is. Very obviously. But I would say don't denigrate the Colts here. The Colts are a better team than even I thought going in with their numbers. Agreed. I mean, Shane Steichen has them playing really well. And, and I'll tell you from this point of view, you know, when you stand on the sideline, you look if a team has ever lost sort of its mojo both sidelines no change as back and forth as that was even when the Colts were down 11 there were there was no hanging of heads there was no anxiety no nervousness Gardner Minshew's been here done that so we can sit here and you can say going out to Seattle is a tougher game than having going gone out to Indianapolis I will give you that but don't denigrate the Colts that that's a good team right no, there. I wasn't they're pretty good I'm just I just think Seattle and Jonathan better. Taylor was hot Jonathan Taylor's pads were warmed well. up he was running he well. is an elite running back Didi, there's a lot of people who said uh Kareem Hunt was washed he was done he was finished he's not coming back I thought he played well in his spurts I think he needs to get back in game shape but this is this is going to be a throwback game like Kareem Hunt if you wanted your opportunity to prove yourself we need to hang our hat on the running game. Kareem Hunt. Uh, probably Gee, I'm telling you. Carries. Gee, Kareem wasn't supposed to play that much. He was totally if he's leading into the game. He's got, he was nursing that quad injury. And I'm not kidding. Kevin Stefanski told us in the production meeting the night before that he thinks Kareem Hunt is going to have about five snaps. And wow. he said, we need to get Pierre Strong going because I don't think I'm going to have Kareem Hunt. And that is not, he got way, way, way more out of yeah. Kareem Hunt. That was most definitely a courageous, Herculean effort by Kareem Hunt. And you hope that he's healthier this week. He's, he looked the week before against San Francisco. He looked like the pads were warmed up. He was ready to go. He'd gotten all that quote unquote rust off and he was indeed in game shape. So yeah, I mean, as long as he's healthy, I'm not sitting here saying that I'm worried about it. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I love how hard he runs. Look, the game came down to one play. Mm-hmm. The Colts knew that the, the Browns were going to run it. Yeah. Everybody in the stadium knew that they were going to run it on that fourth down. And when they needed that longest yard, he was able to churn it out. And, uh, yep. I, you know, I, I, I don't like the talk either that this guy's done. Jason says, look, he's on three wheels. He's done. Like, I just don't see that. I don't. He still right. runs hard. And I'm, I'm actually, I, what I want to see is a game where he is completely healthy, yeah. where he's the focal point of the offense because he, he's, he's never been that here. Well, but I, right. I want to see Pierre Strong, well, too, because I like what I've seen from him. So I, I do, too, and, and I think see, we will yeah. see Pierre Strong. A lot of them. And I think that that's the nature of this run game, right? It's never only about one back. Even right. when Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb, you're, you were still seeing a major dose of Kareem Hunt. So it, it was funny down at the goal line there. I mean, you want to run your best play. And yeah. so your best play is running Kareem Hunt. But they needed to take time off the clock, which is why first down, second down, third down, they're not running Kareem Hunt. And I'm like, wow, they're putting this on just the one chance to That's make what it felt happen. like. Yeah, it yeah. did. It, fe- it felt like they were I all mean, in on one down, run on fourth down, and that was it. On third down, I would have run him. I would have been like, this is our best play. Let's give it two shots. And just gonna hurry up, play. get back up, and, and try it again. Yeah. All right, Aditi, I know you got a hard 220 out. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you next week. 
Thanks so Bye, much for DD. having me, guys. Have a great weekend. Bye. Absolutely. Take Thanks, Dee. Yeah, I, I thought that they might try something like that, a run on third down, and then a quick get back up to the line of scrimmage, call both of those plays in the huddle, and try to run it twice uh, third and third and fourth, but it uh, didn't work out that way, but they got the win. We're going to talk Cavs in one sec, but first, Jace Medical is the place you got to go if you ever need emergency antibiotics. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics in emergency use, giving you peace of mind in case of an emergency. It's not just a hope. It's a promise. That is the Jace promise, and Jace Medical also is simple to handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care, so don't get caught unprepared. You get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout at jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E medical.com. We got Bernie Kozar in the house in 10 minutes, but before yep. that, the Cavs started the season off with a dub, and Max Struess looked like the second coming of everything you could have hoped for and then some in his Cavalier debut. Well, I loved it. He had 27 points. Um, I think he hit seven three-pointers, which is a debut record for a Cavalier. After the game was over, he did a post-game interview uh, with Bally's, and you could sense that, and he wasn't really, he was kind of kidding, but there was some seriousness to it. Obviously, the biggest shot of the game was made by Donovan Mitchell, the the three, Mm -hmm. after he shook his defender. But he actually said... I was open on that play, too. I wanted the shot. <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay. Uh, that's interesting. This is the new okay. guy yeah, looking right. at Donovan taking the game-winning three and saying, for the record, I was open and I wanted that shot. That's interesting. Cool. That's interesting. I, my biggest takeaway was Evan Mobley, I, mean, I know it's one game, you can't judge him, uh, did not make the jump. Didn't that look I, any that different from last Didn't year. look any different to me. He looked exactly like the one same game, guy. Did you feel the it's same It's one way? game. He had 10 points. He wasn't assertive. He wasn't screaming for the ball. He he just looked like Evan Mobley. You know, uh, it's so funny. You know, you know, I'm the, I'm, I'm the future, and I think that uh, the whole world has their knees shaking right now, because here's what happens usually: basketball is all about player comparisons. It's not like football, right? You know, you could be put in a situation in football where. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't got a quarterback and you're a receiver, you're just not going to be good, right? Right. If you, you know, secondary, your defensive line sucks, you about to be victimized. And basketball is different. In basketball, you can see the impact of really good players today, right now, on it. Yep. And so when you look at what they wanted Evan Mobley to be and what was foretold in the, in the chronicles and the fairy tales was that Evan Mobley was supposed to be somebody else. And that's somebody else's Wimby. And when you start to see Wimby taking step back jumpers, shooting threes, not blocking three point shots, dunking on people. Yeah, but Mobley it, wasn't supposed to be this guy. Oh, oh listen. They weren't the same no, hype level. Oh, no. No, 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 here's what I'm saying, though. Like, like, what happens is if you get one person with the same body type that has that potential, and they call you a unicorn, there's only a certain amount of unicorns. And it, there's levels to unicorns, but. Evan Mobley was called a unicorn. By who? Everybody. But he wasn't the first. But nobody was talking about him like yeah, they are. Yeah, they are in different categories. Plus, Wemby's a lot bigger. Here's, here's the thing. I'm, what I'm saying is, yes, they're in different categories. Yeah. But when you see somebody with the skill set that you want him to develop in that yeah. has it now, you end up having reactions like, mm, I didn't see him. Yeah, I'm never expecting him to be Wemby, ever, no, ever. Do you think, will you just, like, are you saying the same thing as Jay, that based on one game, 
Oh, no, no, no. I, 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 I'm not, I don't mean based on one game. No, no. I, I parsed it by saying, look, I know it's, it's only one, one game, it's, it's, but he looked like, he looked like, like Mobley to exactly me. In a long story, yeah. I was saying the same thing y'all yeah. was. Okay. What happened is you, you're, you're expecting to see, okay, he's on the perimeter. He's hitting the corner three. Maybe he's, he's initiating the offense somewhere, right? I just turned the game on and was like, okay, let me just see how they're moving. And it looks like they're playing him at the same position. They're running no plays for Yeah, him. I just didn't yeah. see anything it's different. Just, it's I, just I, what he was And after year. Brad was in yesterday, I kind of had hopes because the, the franchise knows what it is, too. The yeah. franchise knows they need this guy to be that guy. And Brad said if he's not, they're never going to be a championship They will team. never have championship potential no. if he doesn't get dramatically more involved and improve his and game. And it was I the hope. most disappointing yesterday was there was no Jared Allen. I right. know, so he, was, he, he was had more space to operate. Right. Well, exactly. I gotta. I think we need to bring in the king of the of the cat of the Mobley Kool Aid, Earl. Earl, Earl you got. We got to bring you in here for a second. What did you think about Earl yesterday? Yesterday, uh, it was. Um, Earl, you were out of pocket yesterday. It, Under- it was underwhelming. I thought that. I, I feel like this is gonna be the unicorn year. I said that. I feel like this is gonna be the year that instead of taking steps forward, yeah, this would be the year that Evan Mobley takes a leap forward. I thought yesterday was an opportunity for him to do that. Yeah. Without Jared Allen being there, and he didn't show up. It was times that I felt like he disappeared through I the game. Agree. Did he even score in the second half? Uh, I think he might have yeah, had two a points. F- yeah, he, he did. honestly, it's a good question because he was yeah. kind of invisible. Now Are I you- know that to, for me, my big takeaway was Struess is, is that guy. He could shoot the, the hell out of this thing. Right He's now, here's the I'm, I'm, here's what I'm most disappointed in. And I couldn't understand it as I'm watching. I'm like, I don't remember Cam Thomas. I think he's in his second year. I'm like, this dude off the bench, what did he score, 35 points? 36. It's an NBA record. He's done that for two and a half years now for the Nets. No. What did, What was he last year? Well, he doesn't play a lot because he plays no defense and doesn't pass. But I know, but. But he comes in, he scores. Well, the, what did he average per game last year? I mean, he had three games where he had 40 in a row. No, I know he can, he's like a microwave and he can go off, but we had no answer for this dude. No, either. and and what so th- that sh- surprised me because we're supposed to be a team that is our vertebrae is defense. He averaged ten points per game, ten point six points per game okay, in sixteen point six minutes. He was the highest point right. per minute score. In so the he's NBA. like a microwave. You bring him yeah. in, you get immediate offense. But he was there the whole game, and he was doing it. It was his bad shot that cost him the game. Yeah, yeah. It was that fadeaway off balance three at the end that that missed. I, I thought he could have got a better shot than that, but what really struggled, I, what'd they take? It was over 43s. Cam Thomas yesterday? No, no, no. The, the Cavs yesterday. Half the, half the they shot threes. more than 43-pointers yesterday. Oh, they shot, yeah. It was, it was uh, a very different offensive philosophy. Yeah, what, what was the number? 45, 43? For the game, the Cavs were 17 of 43 from three at a 40% clip, which is pretty damn good. It's a great clip. But I don't think this team is gonna should be a 43 three points a game oh, team. Oh, they've been working that. That's that that that's, that's too much, G. They've been working that. That's you gotta be a three point shooting. I know team you've got to be, but what what was the average last year? It's also one game. We can't read yes, too much. You know. I know, but they were chucking them up. It was just uh, like it seemed like every uh, trip down the floor. Yeah, three. Aren't the Nets supposed? I could be wrong about this. Nets aren't supposed to be good this year. No, aren't they're not. The supposed to be a bad defensive team. Yes. We were up. I think we were up 10 in the third quarter and mm-hmm. then in a blink we're down six. Yeah, I, I think I think one of the things that that you know, and I was expecting we had Brad on and, and once again, you know, they won the, won the game. I think yeah. the the part of it that we're watching for and most Cavs fans are looking at is not necessarily the wins and losses so much. It's about the growth and development. Yeah, of how, how they fit together, how it fits and how are you playing and 
yeah, they hit a lot of threes, but one of the things that I did see, and I was waiting for Brad to say it, when you asked him, hey, Mobley, you know, he goes to practice, he and his guys, he knows all the guys, is he on that next level now? And Brad was noncommittal. He he was j- like, all he gave us was he's gained eight pounds of muscle. He's gained eight pounds. And I wanted to see, you know, he see. added two new moves in the low post. He's uh, worked on his mid, mid-range jumper. Uh, he's even working on his three. I, he didn't say any of that. No, so no. we kind of had to read between the lines and be like, oh, it's going to be the same guy. And he was. And, and so, and what I mean, when, when I compare him to Wimby, I don't compare him to like, like, obviously he's not like, that's just God-given ability that Wimby has. That, that he just doesn't he have. He only had 15 last night. He only had 15, But he, right? he got hot late. So the thought process is here. And that was his first NBA game. No, I know it was. You know. I know. The thought process is Evan Mobley doesn't have to be at that level of raw skills. But what he does need to do is if it's nothing but saying I can knock down a 15 to 17 foot jumper like a Patrick Ewing or a LaMarcus Aldridge or a Vin Baker right. or a Rasheed Wallace. If you just add that. We'll take it. We'll take. Or he said, "Listen, I'm I'm a good pass passing big man. I'm not gonna say you're gonna pass as well as Joker or or Chris Webber, but I listen. I can facilitate from the high post. Right. If you just give me one of them, but with his defense, he he be he's he's on that next level right now. Yeah, his has, defense is hell. He, I, what was he? Uh, finished second in the defensive player of the year. year. So yeah. I I do think that what needs to be pointed out is they made the plays at the end. They needed to really. Yes. Donovan Mitchell did. He had a pickpocket yeah. dunk yeah. and the big three of the game that yep. gave the lead. So he ask, was who we want him to be. Let me ask a, late, a quick question before we wrap this up to the guys who know basketball better than I do. Is it possible that Max Struess, it's a ridiculous question to ask after one game, but is it possible he could, this guy could end up having a Laurie Markkinen type of season where the guy was a good player and then he went to a new spot and he became an all-star caliber player? He's possible a, or, or impossible? Yeah, it's, I don't think he's nearly as talented as Mark is, but he is in the perfect position here. I've I've said this all throughout the offseason. They overpaid for him, but they overpaid in the sense that they had to to get the perfect guy in to fit their system. He is a prototypical plug-and-play 3-and-D guy. And when you have Garland and when you have Mitchell, two guys who force the defense, especially in a pick-and-roll situation, to make a decision, help and allow a layup, or help and allow an open three in the corner, or don't help and allow a layup, you put the defense in a very, very difficult decision. Right. And Struess and even Niang, who didn't make a three yesterday, are elite at making shots off a straight pass. Which is exactly what Which they needed. Which is what they needed. So, you know. So, Bull, to your sense, could he, could he perform at an all-star level? He's not going to make seven threes a game. That's, that's not realistic. No. no. But Normally he score 27. Perfect, he is the perfect fit for this offense. And Niang also a perfect fit in how, in my opinion, this offense should be run. Right. All right, let's and do some Super Chats. And played well yesterday. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Good defense. Good uh, defense. Super Chats and then We're going to do here. some Super Chats. Bernie, if you want to go over, we'll get you in here, and we're going to read some Super Chats. Whenever we read Super Chats, they're brought to us by our dear friends at PCC Airfoils. If you're looking for a job with career advancement and great mm. benefits, PCC Airfoils <laughs> is the leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils at Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. We've got to get through a couple of these, and we will speak with the one and only Bernie Kozar. First from M. Vine says, Jimmy Haslam has the final say and does not get a pass in any of this. Peter R. says, the show is above spreading conspiracy theories. Oshi Bisher says, if P.J. Walker goes out and wins in Seattle, are you feeling better about the decision to keep him as the starter? 
or is it still a huge mistake? We can address that after the game on Sunday. Young Majestic 3300 says the media is making way too much out of this. Can it just be they are confident Deshaun will be back in a few weeks? Uh, M. Bind says, I think both the Browns and Deshaun were misled by the original diagnosis, even though he thought he could play. Everything snowballed from that. M. Bind says, no QB. Ask Haslam. Ray Smith says, the 85 Bears have three defensive Hall of Famers. That's not half the defense. It takes 11 to be great. We can stop with that argument against the Browns. Ohio Hawks says, since when do we hold the head coach and GM to the same press conference standards as the president? Are we allowing... Are people not allowed to be wrong? That's a nothing burger. Daryl says, on to Seattle. Go Cavs. James Cosby says, could this bring the team together? Michael Ribovich says, there's a much simpler explanation than the conspiracy theory. If you ever worked at a company with terrible communication, you know stuff. You can never imagine like this happens all the time. And then last but not least, Ohio Hawks sent it again. It's a giant nothing burger. So thank you for your super chats. And with that, let's welcome in the one, the only, Bernie Kozar. Mr. Bernie! Bernie! Mr. Guys. Famous! We have to, I mean, you got the internet on fire, Bernie! Bro. <laughs> Taylor Swift! <laughs> we want happen? the story. We need the whole story. Start from the beginning. Oh, it's amazing when you come in at four and two and we're in Brown's land that we could be a Swifty here and it doesn't not even matter that Deshaun's shoulder Deshaun's shoulders bothering him. Yeah. No, that's old news, man. We gotta hear how you, how did this happen? Well, you know what? They, we love uh, Cleveland Heights. We love uh, the Kelsey family and stuff. And it's amazing what uh, Jason and Travis have done in their careers. But it's also what Travis is doing in Kansas City. He has an amazing charity called Operation Breakthrough in that. So what he does in Kansas City with Operation Breakthrough, I've been doing things in Cleveland with the U.S. Marshals, um, with Operation Safety Net, finding right. uh, abused and trafficked kids oh through the God. East Cleveland area in particular. Travis Kelsey and the Kelsey family have taken it to an awesome new level with Operation Breakthrough in Kansas City where they're helping underprivileged kids and families um, with daycare. And with the daycare, they're teaching so many life skills from uh, digital marketing, from 3D imaging, from robotics, from technology. Things that bluntly, I know me and Bull may be a little challenged at. That yeah. some of the Throw me in people, that too. Well, <laughs> it's trying to be nice here <laughs> on that. So to one, to be there um, helping them. And then um, a lot of what I do with my health and wellness now with Mr. and Mrs. Kelsey, you know, talking about uh, to them and their boys about some of my health health and wellness stuff. So yeah. being there and being in town, and Taylor Taylor was there um, um, visiting her boyfriend. <laughs> Where is this party? Is that, at tra is that at his house? So you know what's super amazing about that? And, and again, it's out of respect. You know, yeah. I don't want to overly, you know, talk about stuff like that. Sure, that's fair. But I, I will go back to when I played football. Okay, and this is answering your question. Okay? Yeah. So when I played football before a game, gee, the night before a game in particular, locked away at a hotel, um, being able to um, um, day before a game, day of the game, what you do for pregame meal, um, the team has you locked up and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, the newer age guys and Andy Reid, he's a little more relaxed with some of his rules and stuff. So wow, Travis was so spectacularly awesome. I was. Um, you know, he hurt his ankle four or five weeks ago. I have some ankle issues. I obsess 
on my you matter health and wellness so some of the things to you know i try to talk and pay attention to but that was before the game like literally for them uh, for travis to kind of have us at the house so they stay at the house the Kent no, players? no no they stay away and stuff oh okay being able so to he go hosted by. a party no it wasn't a party it no, wasn't it was just getting ready to get to the game wow and and i gotta say um Again, it's not to be talking about uh, that and, and in particular to, to try to be cool or to try to promote something. But for the, I've been called by so many old men okay, sure. about how now it's cool uh, that their daughters or their granddaughters are. And if I could say something about Taylor Swift, and well, we know the Kelseys are spectacular. They are. But how she is as a person. I mean, she's even more genuine and giving and, and back as a genuine person. Yeah. It was a super honor to be be a part of that. Was she rooting for the Browns? Um, I uh, <laughs> I know my place. I know my you place know, and focus. Now, you know, do you know they had but Bernie? We, Bernie had to sign that NDA in blood. There was like, <laughs> there was like, you listen, matter of fact, Secret Service outside. Don't you see? You got five more words, yeah, Bernie. Right. No, I mean, that picture you had in the background, if you really look close at it, that was the Browns right. game. I mean, the Browns yeah. had the one o'clock game. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs are playing the 425 game. That was right. That was bluntly. Right around with the mortified of the Deshaun issue, that yeah, early right. in the game when he was throwing throwing I, interceptions and incompletions. Well, and then what we talked about, unfortunately, last week, it all came true. Um, you know, when you practice, you could you could structure your practice, you could structure how you play, you could know the cameras right there. I could look right into it. I could step into it. But in the game, you know, you you get out of whack and out of uh, you don't have your arm and body in perfect positions. And that was it right in and around when, again, I don't want to hug you, Bull, but I'm, you know, he's running left. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we're looking and we're going to throw the sideline. We're going to throw it away towards the camera here. But instead, you want to look back and you want to throw it across your body. And for young quarterbacks, you're not really supposed to. And with a micro tear of the rotator cuff, it makes it exponentially um, more challenging. And when we talked about the involuntary muscle twitches, Last week, that's absolutely when that happens. And it's not his fault. That just happens. And he saw the the 70% velocity on that ball that couldn't get over the guy's head. So, so Bernie, yeah. why don't they just put him on the, on the IR and give him another month off? Well, again, maybe if history left onto itself, if we knew what we knew today, three or four weeks ago, mm -hmm. maybe we would have done that. Again, I'm not But they went through this with Baker. But... The Baker thing in each case is itself, and I'm not trying to absolve the Browns, but like we talked about last week's show, um, the inflammation at first probably, we now know it's a micro tear, which- Right, you know, we didn't we, know at first. Okay, and, that, that, and that's not blaming any of the docs, it's not blaming uh, Deshaun or the Browns because with massive inflammation, to find a micro tear can be is difficult. massively challenging. So that could take a few days to a week or so. And then, you um, um, don't make that decision to turn it down. So, like, should I, they be getting a quarterback now? Though, I mean, th th it seems now like Bernie. I I'm at least looking at it like this is maybe three or four more weeks. The, oh, it's for sure. In, in my mind, I, not knowing, I do too. not have. I do not have inside information right. on this. Honest, but okay. So why is it? I, I, I concur. Why aren't they bringing in another quarterback? Because DJ Walker. Now. Yeah. That's not sustainable. I mean, the fact that they got two wins over the Colts, 
and over the 49ers with this level of quarterback play, you know, is a miracle. It's a gift from the football gods, but we can't yeah, expect so it to keep coming. Yeah, so let's just say as we're, we're sitting here today in, in a little bit of uh, disarray and stuff, let's from the football gods, we have been massively challenged by the football gods this century. Oh, they terms, owe us. In terms of bad breaks, the football gods loved us. The they last did. two weeks. Yeah. But so we, we can't could, expect that that's going to continue. No, but we could be having this situation sitting here at two and four. Absolutely. And having a quarterback right. issue. So, so let, we're let, sitting here at four and two. But, but you know that, with that. We, need a, we need a different quarterback. It, and, so and, I, so you're, you've asked a question, okay, of that. So we've, we're fortunate to be four and two. Mm-hmm. The football gods love us so much the last two weeks to get two miracle wins that we – Maybe shouldn't have had, but mm-hmm. we got them. So that's all that matters. Okay, so to this week to play Seattle, PJ Walker's the quarterback, and I love the Browns announced it yesterday, and he's the quarterback. Yeah. You can only deal with today and this week. So from the Browns' perspective, and PJ Walker's confidence, and self-esteem, and even though NFL quarterbacks are supposed to have massive confidence, this you matter is here for a reason. Self-confidence and self-esteem is lacking on all of us. And we want P.J. Walker to have as much as possible this week to pull out, hopefully, the football gods another miracle win to be 5-2 and somehow, some way. I I don't like that as a plan, though. But ultimately, ultimately, the trade deadline is Tuesday, Halloween. Should they be telling us today before that? No, they should not be. They should be doing exactly what they're doing. I love it because P.J. Walker must have confidence. The team must believe that P.J. Walker could do that. But, yes, administratively, you are manning the phone lines. You are digging in for another uh, potential veteran quarterback. You think that is going on, despite the fact there's no whispers of it. You have to look at that. I like that, Bernie. If that's true, I love that. Because you don't want to telegraph to everybody that you're in the market. It raises the price. Do you think Brissett is the right guy? Of the veterans that are available. So I've had such a chaotic last week that yeah. my, my level of detail down to that is he's not the wrong guy because right. obviously he knows the system and he's been here. To say he's the only guy, I'm not paying attention that much to NFL gotcha. Fair enough. Fair. Let, me, let me ask you this because I think you could shed some light on this. Um, and, it's, and it's a big picture. Um, you, you know Deshaun uh, on, a, on a more personal level than other people know. And you've, you've also been uh, a part of the quarterback fraternity. Um, dating back to Jim Kelly and Dan Marino, and you, you've seen any, and I respect what you think about the game. You know, because the messaging has been off a little bit, there is a, a segment of the, the media and a segment of the fan base that seem to be thinking that Deshaun Watson may not be as hurt as he is. Brady um, Quinn flat out said it. Well, Brady Quinn flat out said. So, so what I what, he doesn't want to play. So, so the question is, from your perspective, you've played hurt. You know how many other quarterbacks have played hurt. And, and for me, I, t- I try to tell people, hey, no quarterback, especially the quarterback, they, they are wired different, right? They, they feel the responsibility of the entire team. In your, in your I, I guess, uh, to be more concise, in, in your uh, viewpoint, how often, how often are, would you say quarterbacks shy away from playing because of injury? So... I don't think that much the starting guy, the guy who's the man on the team, 
shies away from it that much in a macro sense. And just flat out from a specific stance of Deshaun Watson, okay, I'm not his marketing guy. I'm not even sure if I'm his friend because the friends you got to talk to all the time. So mm -hmm. I'm not even saying that. So, and we know that some of my history is with the Browns and stuff. So if I wanted to give digs and be humorous, that's all teed up perfect <laughs> for me to do that. Okay. <laughs> all right. So that being said, like, I feel terrible for Deshaun right now. And I know people, oh, he's got a quarter of a billion dollars. He's got 200 million. Look at, I, I was that guy. Did not matter how much I got. I hated not being able to play. So I would try to go play. And the people who say Deshaun Watson doesn't want to play because he's hurt, doesn't want to play because it's pain, yeah. that's wrong. Are he's you surprised Brady Quinn said that? Well, I'm mean, surprised because look, I'm limited in knowledge sometimes. He's not here, so he doesn't maybe know. And then we got that scub tool, whatever those words are that I can't pronounce now, yeah. on a muscle tear. It's yeah. a micro tear. It's a micro tear. It's not getting better. So Deshaun's problem is whether he even waits three or four weeks, Jay, when he comes back, they're going to jam him into the ground and it'll probably still become a rotator cuff surgery that is a full rotator in December and January that would inhibit him being ready in August of next year. So it's not about his pain. It's, he, and it's not about him not wanting to play. You could see he wanted to play. I could see actually me and him talking the coaches into him saying, hey, I'm capable of playing. I can make the plays. But flat out, when P.J. Walker in the fourth quarter had to hit that fade on second and 10 and mm -hmm. drop it over the corner ahead before the safety killed him, P.J. Walker's 100% arm was barely strong enough to make that throw that helped the Browns win True. the game. Yeah. When Deshaun was rolling left, his, it wasn't because he wasn't tough. It wasn't because um, he was turning it down. His shoulder involuntary switched and turned it down and didn't allow him to execute the the um, the throw. That and is it wasn't the thing that you talk about that involuntary shutdown. Yeah. It's shut the it muscle down. knows that yeah. if it's, you exert, you're going to have extreme pain. Right. So and you can't have get no it. Chance. And it's shut down. So he has no chance. No that's chance a, for him to be exactly 100 this year. That's out the window. Correct. Right? I mean, that's, and that's it. if it's a, again, I haven't seen the, the, the MRI, but if it is a micro tear, it's not guaranteed that that heals in six to eight weeks. That's not a guarantee. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we could chill for six weeks. That may not you be. You know healed. what almost guarantees that it doesn't heal is use. We, we looked oh, up on the, sure. on the AMA's official oh. website for these kind of injuries. It specifically said, oh. does it require surgery? And it said, not in all cases, but if you're doing overhead, yeah. arm oh, movements, God, lifting, yes. or throwing anything, it will not heal. Well, Watson described it as a baseball injury, a more typical mm -hmm. baseball injury. So baseball players are not taking hits on the field. Well, no. and, and again, we want to be positive and yeah. stuff. We want to think that the right... Um, the most optimistic thing's going to happen. But, to, again, to see to see him using it. And again, this is one of my least favorite phrases. Doctors, teams, you say, well, you can't do any more further damage. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's wrong here. And I'm not saying the doc said it. I'm not saying the Browns said it. That's actually probably why there's uncertainty in the communication right now. Because in a micro tear, you can and you will probably do We've had more several damage. surgeons tell us specifically if, that you if can. It's, uh, if we want to pretend it's not a micro tear and it's a muscle, Okay, then that could heal. That will heal probably in six weeks or so. But 
a week or 10 days ago, it was a micro tear, and two days ago, it was a muscle thing that I can't pronounce all those consonants. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how it's gone. The bottom line is uh, the Browns have to make a move for another quarterback because it, it feels like Deshaun Watson, whether they try to play him or not, is not really going to be able to help the team win this year. That's that's the way it seems based on what you're saying. I, I'm, I'm concerned for yeah. him as a... Q, I'm concerned for the team, and it's not. And again, fans, it's not his lack of toughness. He's tough. This is a deep injury that yeah. forced me into retirement. Damn. And he's too young to do that. And to come out late now and then, again, have a January full rotator, that's still on well, the table, and that's part where everybody's got to play into thinking about when that. When we had Tim Couch on the show, he also mentioned that he has he had two complete tears. Oh, Tim's cup. shoulders. God bless. And uh, I, Tim, know. And I know. That's as tough a guy as we know. God, I'll get tears yes. in my eyes. I love him he, so much. He is tough. And, and a lot of his career, because just like the bake thing, Tim even more so. God, his career, he always went out there. He always dialed up. And Tim Couch's arm... See, with an involuntary twitch at 90% was better than most, and he kept going until it, you know, crushed it. And he said when he was in Green Bay, he couldn't throw couldn't 10 yards without He couldn't get the out. He couldn't get the out, but right. he was Just out there. Out. Yeah. Why don't the team stop the players from doing that? Okay, so a lot of times, I say the joke, um, we got to be protected from ourselves. Right. Okay, uh, I, I, don't, uh, I don't know if I lied any more in my life than I was at the, when you're trying to play football Man. to get out onto the football Man. field. Right. You know, I sure. just wanted to be out there. There was nothing more. Right. That's partly why you're, you know, I do so much of this wellness stuff because you're so, you dealt with issues that you shouldn't yeah. have put yourself through. So, you know, if the coach, if I told my coach I'm feeling good and, you know, I'm going to be better, you know, they trust you. But if Deshaun, like, the way Deshaun threw the ball, it was clearly he wasn't right, right? Right off the bat. So, like, didn't they see that in practice? Yeah, to me, to me, I, I would super be watching. Practice, yeah. I could talk, I know I could talk my coaches through this and BS my way. So, yeah. saying, oh, I'm saving it. Oh, I got 20% more. That was just yeah, 80. Yeah. But at, at the patent goes at 11 o'clock, on Sunday and then the individual drills you really you really need to say hey come on dude but show right. me your sauce show me your sauce yeah right you gotta see it because we're gonna come on because you don't want to see it in the game yeah because in 90 minutes the bullets are flying and I gotta know you gotta lob that fade um down there yeah. in the, let, in the box 25 yards let's try to, well well I, I guess to your point bull I guess it's a little easier said than done I kind of compare it to you know, everybody being addicts trying to help each other get off, mm -hmm. right? Because Bernie wants to play because he's a he's a, a competitor and he's trying to win games. The coach is a competitor. He wants to win and win games. The defense is competitive. So when they, everybody wants the guy to play, everybody is kind of this circular thing and yeah. nobody else is standing outside of the circle saying, all right, no, no, no. Listen, I guess you, I guess you want to win games, but we, we got to have you sit down, Bernie. Right. We can't have yeah. you playing your career, especially you if you can't play at a winning level. And yeah. then, you know, right? And then people say, "Well, shoot it up, like I shot it up. Shoot up a quarter zone and numb it and stuff." Okay, don't do quarter zone. I have better stuff than that. That's actually legal and healthy. Okay, follow me on that. But you, 
the, again, the involuntary twitch takes over. So even if you feel healthy, you're still going to miss and your arm's going to shut down a half dozen of those throws. That throw that we saw Deshaun trying to make, okay, he's not making that anymore this football season, even if he comes back. You don't think? Somehow he can't put himself in that spot. That will, that will amplify and that, that puts a complete isolation on the rotator cuff. Coming, running this way, yeah. trying to throw back at the other camera. I mean, it's I, it hurts me. It right probably now. hurts just doing that. I'm right? hurt, and I'm <laughs> trying to pretend I'm cool. Now, I don't want to win, so I'm trying to put some mustard on it. Right, you know? and put sauce on it to where an NFL DB yeah. can't close. Yeah. Well, this is you know. So listen, hey, the bottom line is Bernie's right. We've been this this whole show in a way has felt like a funeral, but the truth is the Browns are four and two. Yeah. And even though the way they won specifically last week is not sustainable, the defense is going to have to carry the team, and they are going to have to get better quarterback play. And, uh, and it seems to, I think, I think we're all in agreement that the only way to get better quarterback play is from outside. Well, and that's the issue, yeah. and I know Bernie makes a good point. Look, we're not supposed to know if they're working a trade behind the scenes. Sure. That's right. So that's true. If, if, if they suddenly make one, that's good. But I would also make this point. Just because the trade line, a trade deadline is next Tuesday, that doesn't mean you have to wait until then to make a move. It doesn't They've mean- had a need at quarterback for five weeks now yeah. since the, since the uh, yeah. the Tennessee game was over. Hey, I think seriously, at whatever time we were making fun of me on the Taylor Swift picture, okay, and Deshaun was five or ten minutes. <laughs> we're from not making fun that, of you. We're envious. Well, <laughs> from that point when we saw Deshaun in this position okay and the ball go at 70 percent the whole organization was looking for another quarterback that, down the road that's that's so it doesn't necessarily okay. mean they're waiting till next and, week. And, we okay. all know i'm gonna you know i, I like that know. i hope my mind at ease. That's, yeah. that's the theory we you all know think they have you to now be doing know that. yeah you know, yeah, he, all right. He's like, yeah, ain't gonna tell you that. And mm-hmm. I like the fact that you said it. You you need PJ Walker to have to look over his shoulder, have yeah. confidence, maybe play well. You go to five and two. You, that's house money, and yeah. now you get a quarterback. I, I like that. Yeah. That's why you are uh, you a pro. Yeah. And it could happen over the weekend. I mean, you know, they're trying people. Look at if we have somebody locked in and they know they're gonna part with them. We don't want them playing on Sunday. <laughs> for another no, team, that's right. I mean, there's no. But the NFL guys, we're good at compartmentalize. Let us guys deal with it at the moment. They don't need. They don't need to hypothesize like we are right okay, now. Okay, so especially Bernie- your court, your Q, who for the first time knows on Wednesday, he's the quarterback. PJ so, knows. So here's where I am now. Okay. Okay. I'm relaxed. I'm chilled. <laughs> Bernie's told me they're professionals. Trust me, they're on it. If they don't do anything now, I'm going to be even more angry. So, yeah. so let, let, because Bernie's yeah. saying yeah. they're professionals. We came They've full been circle. on this <laughs> since the interception. Let's go. Yeah. So, hey. so let's yeah. do it. We'll I cut actually, you guys slack until Tuesday. I actually think they've been on it before the interception. I think the interception was um, not just the interception. The line, the, the just the realization that. You got to get in uncomfortable uh, positions. That that was the defining line in the sand. Right. To where they probably, so they're probably already leaning that way. But once they saw that, they're like, we, yeah. We need so someone if now. they had, if you had them in a quiet room, I bet you they would agree with you. Yeah, with truth. Yeah, with agree. They with would you. have yeah. to. They yeah. would have to. It's not. 
sustainable to keep winning with PJ Walker. They've been very lucky. Well, and that, so. and and that uh, again from the, again the one the glass is half full. Yeah, they're like, four like, too. Like, I, I actually want. I've been visualizing my inability to jump over the table and block Jay's notes like Miles Garrett did. <laughs> yeah. Like that athleticism that we're showing, Nuts. that belief. So, How about the kicker? I'm like, in special teams, yeah. with a 58-yard field goal, um, you know, in some way, it, done the right way, you could try to galvanize the team <clears throat> to mm -hmm. be able to, to weather this storm. Hey, listen, I think Stefanski's done a really good job of that because... Going into the San Francisco game, felt like a funeral here. They mm. came out and played their best game of the year. When mm. things were falling around them in, in Indianapolis, it felt like, well, this is an L. I mean, they, mm. their offense is getting boat raced here by, you know, Uncle Rico. Mm. And then what, what do you know? The team never gave up. Stefanski had them galvanized as one force. They made all the plays that they needed to at the right time, including the late throw, including the one-yard run at the end. Right. Let's give Stefanski his due on that because a lesser coach might have lost the team in both of those games. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I've, been, I've been super positive towards Coach Kevin and have gotten some flack in some other spaces in my life and stuff. Sure. And again, like, like Deshaun, I'm not his marketing rep. But to also have kind of the courage to... Um, not put Deshaun back in uh, in the indie game yeah, and just kind of ride yeah, yeah. and to ride it out without him playing when if he was cleared to go back in and he made that decision and then Bulls kind of yeah. to your point he probably saw tendencies of that in the pregame warm-ups yeah. that sauce wasn't there again can't blame him I'm I was not right, young kids. I was not right in my ways. I spoke sometimes to my head coaches when I decided that I wanted to play. So I did not Ultimately, make it. Ultimately, was it always your call, though? If like, you didn't we... let him touch your shoulder, like if you didn't let him see the issue. When I broke my ankle on Monday Night TV, well, they didn't get a chance to look at it. Right. So they just didn't see it. <laughs> back, you know? back then, so, Bernie was going on straight hippo. There, nah, yeah. there don't was touch no, my uh, body. You don't know it. It's my body. There was no right. independent neurologist in those days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bernie said that. You weren't going the blue tents. <laughs> right. But, you know, I mean, ultimately the question becomes, okay, so Baker kept trotting himself out there and the team never – did the responsible thing I don't and think said, that's you're a not fair, good. Again, I don't think that's a fair comparison to keep bringing up Baker. Baker had a it was his non-throwing shoulder. This is his throwing shoulder. Yeah, but shoulder. Bernie it's might be able to different. tell us. I don't know if you ever had anything to your non-throwing shoulder, but last year, Tony Romo said, Please debunk anybody this. who says that just because it's the non-throwing shoulder what? has never thrown a but football with velocity. But the truth is, velocity. you know this. We've all listened to Tony Romo. He's dumb as a stump. We're all aware oh, of that. I totally disagree <laughs> with that. No, I, I totally I, disagree I like Tony. I really do like Tony. Okay, nothing's as bad no, of as the, not. the yes, rotator right. That's the motor. Okay, the left arm is massively challenging. It happened a lot to me. Did you have it too? Oh, God, yeah, because you're leading into it. And I, I was pretty adept because I knew I was getting hit all the time to making sure this was the shoulder that took him. And right. I tried to learn to fall on these. So this one always was messed up with it. So that throws it off. But again, it's whether it's Baker coming out and playing at 90%. Or again, man, Tim Couch. I, you know how yeah. much I love him. Sure. Okay, and how much more, even forget my personal love for him, my awesome respect for him as a quarterback. And to have his career 
really derailed and for him to think he wasn't good because he went out there too. Yeah. So the ramifications of going out there and is, is what, what, if you had to split the percentage, like it's 50% team, 50% player. What is the, the split in most cases? I know it's different probably team to team, but it, when these conversations are had, how much voice does Deshaun have? How much voice does the team have? So uh, this may not be fair, but like life, like some of the times, the higher you are on the food chain, right. the, move, the, the more say the, you have. The more say you have. Okay. The franchise quarterback has significantly higher on the yeah. food chain. So sure. PJ Walker doesn't have any say. Right. So no. the, the, if he's hurt, he's coming yeah. out. So they they don't they they're at the mercy of the docs and stuff, but it's probably a good more than fifty percent, especially when you're able more fifty percent that the player has that uh, how about uh, the, I, Brady the superstar Belichick the superstar coach what do you think the dynamic was there so Brady did whatever he wanted no no because both of them were obsessively wanting to play that yeah. what they both wanted was the same that's thing that's true you yeah know, they both wanted the same thing so that obsessiveness to to get it done we're out of time yeah we are overtime it's is Bernie sticking around for overtime yep. can you stick around for overtime no. you gotta go he's Bernie's gotta go. running upstairs to take oh, you guys are dragging me up for your Bernie a businessman I got Friday he got move and shake he can't be down here for he's never got me in the basement man I love it he actually told Taylor I'd like to stay here but I gotta go so he left that. He left that. Got to got to run. Got to run. She was like, "What about your contact information? I'll just get it from somebody else." Uh, no. Find me on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> got to meet you up. matter. With, I gotta go. DM yeah. me, Bernie. Great We're to have, have you in. We'll yeah. see you again tomorrow on the Friday show Thanks, and then next Bernie. week as well. Sounds good. You matter. The go great Bernie Kozar. Overtime next.